More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, hour number two, Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Buck is down in Nashville for the rest of the week. I am preparing to go out and humiliate myself on a golf course in a little over two hours from now. We will see how all of that shakes out. We've had a lot of fun with you in the first hour so far, 800-282-2882, several of you Waiting to weigh in. We'll get to some of those calls here in this hour. So if you are chilling with us right now, we will get to you. But interesting data points that came out. Um, And with the requisite, hey, these are polls. We know that polls can be inaccurate. All of those different aspects. Buck, we obviously have been talking a lot about the Republican race. And the 2024 race, according to CBS... I don't even know if you saw this. I'll I'll give you a chance to guess. What percentage, according to CBS, of Republican voters are only considering voting for Trump in this primary? 30? 24% according to CBS. Pretty Pretty good good for the Buckster. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's the other question. Which percent, what percent say that they are not considering voting for Trump at all? In the Republican primary, they will not consider Trump. Will at not all. vote for him as the nominee, right? Not right. not for the uh, race itself, but in the primary. Fifteen percent, twenty-seven percent. Ooh, higher than I thought. Okay. So basically, according to this, there are roughly even numbers of people who are voting in the Republican primary who say they are both only for Trump and will not consider voting for Trump at all. This is just in the Republican primary. 49% say, Buck, that they are open to Trump and or any other candidate. Okay? So 27% out on Trump, 24% only Trump. That's 51% of the Republican electorate. 
And then the other half basically saying, hey, I'm open to Trump, but I'm also considering other candidates. This strikes me as roughly accurate based on when I talk to people, I would say around a quarter of people are like, it's Trump or nobody. Around a quarter are like, I absolutely positively will not vote for Trump, but I'll vote for somebody else. And about half of you are saying, hey, I kind of want to see how this is going to play out. Does that strike you, Buck, based on your interactions with people as roughly accurate of what you would assess the marketplace? You know, there's there's reading the tea leaves and there's reading the call screen. And based upon what we get on this show in terms of the calls, I think that is about right. I think we get something along those lines, which is I know it's very – uh, non-scientific polling, but based on who calls in and what their feelings are about the primary at this point in time, yeah, I think we got a quarter to a third or just like, look, it has to be Trump. And something like a quarter to a third are like, I really don't think it should be Trump. And then there's the people who are like, let's see. There's a big middle of let's see. Okay, and then I want to hit you with two other polls that are out today. Uh, Nevada, which is a state that should be in play. Uh, was the only state to flip from a Democrat governor to a Republican governor, uh, incumbent losing. Uh, the governor Democrat, Sistelak, I think, uh, lost to Lombardo, uh, in the, uh, in the state of Nevada. So Nevada should be in play, relatively close race in 2020, one of those super tight places. Biden, according to the most reliable pollster in Nevada, Uh, This guy has pretty much nailed everything. Biden is eight points above Trump uh, in the state of Nevada right now. 48 to 40. For Biden versus DeSantis, Biden is up one point. So by 43 to 42. And if you're out there and you're saying, okay, what's the difference? Here it is. With independents, and we're going to keep slamming this because this is the election in 24. With independents, Trump is trailing Biden by 12 points. Independent voters favor Biden 48 to 36 in Nevada over Trump. Biden versus DeSantis. DeSantis wins independent voters. That is how He basically is even right now. And I'm going to hit you with Georgia as well. But here's the big question. DeSantis is unquestionably better right now with independence. Buck, could he maintain that advantage? Or is this because the left in this country hasn't gone to war as much with DeSantis as they have with Trump? And so DeSantis is the more uh, less defined candidate and they will tear him down like they have torn Trump down. I think that's a really intriguing question that nobody knows the answer. How would you assess that right now? I remember when it wasn't even it wasn't even about the primary, but it was just big in the national conversation how popular DeSantis was as a governor because of COVID and the COVID response, the people who moved to Florida, and they started to run those, DeSantis is worse than Trump. Remember that? Worse than Trump, scarier than Trump. And that's amazing, because Trump, we were told by those same media outlets, was a -a once-in-a-lifetime threat to our democracy, and and somehow they started to set the groundwork for actually Ron DeSantis even scarier. 
So um, there is that. There's the uh, he hasn't gone up against uh, and he's obviously still not a candidate, which we have to keep in mind here. Um, but DeSantis has not had the full force of the media trying to destroy him as a presidential candidate. They have tried as a gubernatorial, uh, well, gubernatorial candidate, really more so as a governor. So I think that's a component of it. I also think that Trump is going to, and the people around him, look, the more I talk to folks, the more that some of the senior campaign advisors around Trump, I'm told, are are seasoned and, and get it these days and understand what has to be done. They understand you got to win this one. There, there, there can't be any, oh, no, we won this one, too, if you didn't win or, you know, if there was a... You know, he's he's got to win the, the White House in 2024 um, or, or or else this is going to be a damage, not just to the brand, but I think to the, the whole movement that that was built around Trump and Trumpism. They see it. They get it. And what I'm told is that they understand there has to be a message from Trump that is not only national in the broadest sense of growth, you know, the, the, the economy being better and things being more sane and left uh, le- less left wing lunacy. But also, what is the specific pitch for the independent voters? Because 1% of the people who show up in 2024 are going to decide who wins this thing. That's just the reality of it that we face by the numbers. And so I think Trump is going to focus in on that. I think you'll see, even before the primary is over, he's going to start to make moves that look more like it's uh, toward the center. You pointed it out, and I think it's true. Trump is actually running to the left of DeSantis right now. On particularly on abortion yeah. in in particular. Okay, another step. And by the way, this is why I also think it's super smart of Trump to take the offer from CNN and do the live town hall. Heck, if MSNBC would offer Trump a live town hall, I'd be kind of inclined to do it, uh, as long as it's live, not taped. Georgia, this is the state that, to me, of all the states that went against Trump, I think Georgia was the most disappointing, to, to me personally. Because if you look at the map, the South solidly supported Trump, except for 10,000, 11,000 votes in Georgia. Georgia is still a challenge. Remember, Trump came out and went and endorsed against Brian Kemp, and then Brian Kemp smoked Stacey Abrams, even without Trump's support. In fact, the opposite of his support. And the one guy, and I went and campaigned as hard as I could, the guy that Trump was most steadfast behind, Herschel Walker, he lost to Reverend Raphael Warnock. And I went and I busted my ass. You guys know this for, for Walker. I spoke at his rallies. I did everything I could, and he couldn't get over that hurdle. Lost in the runoff. Here is the poll coming out today, Buck, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ron DeSantis, five-point lead over Joe Biden in Georgia. Outside the margin of error, this would be a flip, right? Got to win Georgia. Whoever the nominee is, if you don't win Georgia, you're not going to win the election in 24. DeSantis up five points on Joe Biden. Trump down one. Down one right now, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, that is a six-point difference between who's voting in Georgia. Why does it happen? DeSantis does better than Trump with independents and with voters, this is interesting in Georgia, over the age of 65. All right, this is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution poll. DeSantis running six points better in Georgia than Biden. Now, if you can't win Georgia, 
This is why I said my advice to Trump, if he said, Clay Travis, you get to pick my VP, I would say apologize to Brian Kemp, put him on your ticket as the VP, take Georgia off the board for Democrats. Because if you got to win Georgia, Georgia is the state. You win Georgia, then you can go look. Could you flip Nevada? Could you flip back Arizona? Can you win one of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and, and, and the Big Ten states? But Georgia is the one you have to have. But this is a dispositive. Again, I understand it's a poll, but DeSantis running six points better in Georgia. Trump has got real issues in Georgia. To me, go put Brian Kemp on the ticket. Apologize to Peach State voters. Twice now we have lost, and I say we as the Republicans, lost the runoffs. Should we lost, Senate, those we lost runoffs. Senate control because of, yep. of, of Republicans that weren't, the right, that weren't the right Republican for Georgia. That's what happened. Two of them. That's right. Warnock has won twice now when he should have lost both times. And uh, John Ossoff right. also won. Shouldn't the question happened. is, do, do we, did we learn the lesson and do we want to win? I mean, ultimately, this is going to come down to do we want to win these places? Because we've had enough losses that no doubt. status quo for the GOP in these battlegrounds ain't going to cut it. Status quo is not going to get it done. Now, that doesn't mean I'm saying, oh, well, it, it has to be Trump or it has to be DeSantis. It doesn't mean that. It just means what is the plan and what is the pathway? Because running the 2022 playbook or the 2020 playbook in these same places, based on all the data you can see, is going to come up short. The good news is we've got, you know, uh, gosh, I'm trying to do the math in my head, 18 months before this is yeah. actually decided. And so that's plenty of time to put in place the kinds of not only strategy when it comes to messaging, but also the ground game that is necessary. One thing that was really, and anyone was saying, well, what kind of stuff are you talking about? When Trump came out after 2022 and said, we've got to do ballot harvesting where it's yep. legal, we've got to do early voting wherever we can, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You're putting that in place and you're messaging to you know low propensity voters in key states, independent and swing voters in key states, that's how you actually win an election. Doing this stuff that's really amusing and fun, whether it's DeSantis, you know, fly kicking Disney in the face or, you know, Trump making fun of CNN and its terrible ratings. That's amusing to us. But those kinds of things aren't going to win elections. And we need to understand that now. And everybody needs to study what Brian Kemp did. Because remember, Stacey Abrams ran a well-funded darling of the left campaign she raised money hand over fist she got you her the ass kicked do you remember the numbers it was so, i remember i think you told me wasn't like a hundred million dollars in that senate race or something yeah that they, uh, it's the governor's it was, race and and the senate race too i mean they poured money in but they managed to tie herschel and obviously herschel's past life uh, you know he had issues that they they bludgeoned him with uh which factored in you know suburban moms in gwinnett county felt more comfortable with the Reverend Raphael Warnock than they did with Herschel Walker. I'm just telling y'all, I worked as hard as I could to get Herschel to win, and we couldn't do it. I'm just going to tell everybody. I, I knew my number. You know, I, I hate. I never want to overstate the number when it yeah. comes to something like this. Warnock's campaign here, according to Open Secrets, um, $150 million. Yeah. The last time around. $150 million raised for a Senate seat. Okay, this is what we are up against. So when we talk about Fetterman is, you know, incapable and Biden's too old, they don't care. 
They're going to have massive turnout machines with a ton of money behind them and the media lying, propagandizing, doing anything they have to do in order to get it across the finish line for their team. So we got to know what time it is. Look, I've made no secret of the fact that my mom is the best a superhero, really. She deserves a cape. Four kids and a lifetime of memories. Many, many of them were picked up early on on camcorders that my dad was using back in the day. Plus dozens of albums with print photos in them that, you know, you can keep in storage, but there's precious memories there. So I've got a great Mother's Day suggestion for you. Our sponsor, Legacy Box, can digitally preserve all those memories so that mom and the whole family can relive them again and again. Legacy Box specializes in transferring all your family footage shot on videotape, Super 8 film, photos, slides, you name it. They've done this for a million and a half families in the last decade. They can do it for you, too, and it's so easy. They ship you a box that you fill with your tapes, photos, whatever you want digitized. It's a safe and trustworthy process with constant communication from Legacy Box. They keep you updated at different stages of the process. Plus, it's a U.S.-based, in fact, a Tennessee-based company. Great state right here. The best part is reliving, though, all of the memories you haven't seen in years. I mean, that's a Mother's Day dream come true, isn't it? Best gift you can think of for Mother's Day. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Buck to take advantage of their special Mother's Day sale going on right now. Buy today to take advantage of 60% off Legacy Box's regular prices. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Learn and laugh. Weekdays with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, 
Pick less. It's that easy. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Um, By the way, we mentioned this uh, Trump, the town hall that's coming. Here he is. Or rather, sorry, here CNN is. It's just kind of remarkable to hear it at this point because he was effectively but he was like he was Clay Travis. He was banned <laughs> from their air for four years. Um, here he is. Not not really, but pretty close to it. Here's uh, CNN. Play clip one. Quick programming note. Former President Trump is going to take questions from New Hampshire primary voted, voters in an exclusive CNN town hall. I'll moderate that event on Wednesday, May 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to tell you something. Um, New, New Hampshire is a state where, as I, as I understand it, that's a particularly challenging state right now among GOP voters for Trump. So I think he will get some. Now, I'm sure CNN is going to push the most challenging and, uh, you know, the, the, the toughest questions for him. But to be fair, as long as the, as long as the people asking the questions really are, you know, GOP primary voters and that's being reflected. I mean, that's the game, right? You want to be president of the United States. Now, Trump can handle the amount of heat he can handle is obviously superhuman in some ways but i do think it'll be worthwhile to see how he takes these questions from some republicans in new hampshire clay who aren't all in on the trump train yet oh i think it's super smart and as long as it's live i think trump will come off well and um i think for the cnn audience again they have built him up to such a devilish proportion that when you actually see Trump, he's actually a very likable guy. And I think the incongruous, incongruousness nature, incongruity there, is actually really beneficial to Trump. And I think he should be doing as many non-traditional outlets as he can if he's really trying to appeal to these independent voters that he has to persuade to come back to him. Inflation's taking a big bite out of every household budget. Two years plus of serious inflation. How many of you out there right now are trying to do everything you can to save as much money as possible? How about if you could save $900 or $1,000 a year on your cell phone bill? That sounds like an incredible offer to me. And that's what you can do if you switch to Pure Talk. Their plans are cost conscious. Like their $30 a month plan with unlimited talk, text, plenty of high-speed data. When you switch to Pure Talk, you'll be working with their U.S.-based customer service team. This is a veteran-founded company that you can trust. The average size family will save almost $1,000 a year, and it's easy to switch. Here's how you do it. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and save 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250 right now, say Clay and Buck. Start saving 
today. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Going to take some of your calls here in a moment, but I wanted to make sure we hit this. The New York Times is reporting that Vice, a company that once had a $5.7 billion uh, valuation attributed to it, that raised billions, with a B, of money, that they are about to file for bankruptcy. In addition to Vice potentially filing for bankruptcy, BuzzFeed, um, which is one of the lions, I would say, of the early 2000s media industry, you probably remember seeing those BuzzFeed quizzes and all that stuff on your Facebook feeds back in the early 2000s, but BuzzFeed stock is basically worthless now. They did a spinoff, one of those SPACs, and let me look at the actual stock price today. We are sitting at $0.52 cents a share. The market cap valuation for BuzzFeed is now just $77 million. And they were they went public at 10 So the BuzzFeed stock price is down 95% um, since it went public. And to me, this is interesting because... First of all, a lot of these guys are going to have to learn to code. Uh, but the market here for media companies, particularly ones that often were, I think it's fair to say, slanted towards the left, is collapsing in real time as the, uh, the, the economy in general is wobbling. And we mentioned this yesterday, including a lot of big bank stocks right now. Stock market down big today. Three of the four biggest bank failures to ever occur in United States history have happened in the last six weeks, including the second largest yesterday. And it's like many people aren't even taking note of what exactly is going on. It's a calamitous time. You know, there's that old joke. I don't even, it's not even a dad joke. I think it's a grandpa joke. You know what I mean? Um, how did you go bankrupt gradually, then suddenly? Yes. It feels a bit like the impending recession right now falls into that category where we've been seeing all these indicators for a long time. I think uh, some of the major Wall Street banks are forecasting a, basically a 70% chance of recession this year. And yet we're kind of just we're so used to hearing about this in the Biden administration that I think we get a little bit numb to how big the fallout can be. Tech uh, the tech companies which Clay have really been pushing um, the Nasdaq and and been a huge you know, the, the so-called Fang stocks, right? Uh, Facebook, yes. Amazon, Netflix, Google. Um, that's where people's four hundred one ks have been d- getting the bumps they need to keep up with the projections, so that folks can retire, right? That's what's been driving not all of the stock market gains, but a lot of uh, the stock market gains. Tech industry is hemorrhaging employees right now. You don't hear that much talking about uh, about that these days either. You you've brought up the commercial real estate side. Oh, I'm so terrified got, of it. You got commercial real estate, which I feel like that's at this point they're just hoping to hold on to. You know, they're hoping to hold on to things until there's a turnaround, and all of a sudden people start coming into the office more. I I don't know what the long term play is, but you have a number of factors here. When you add possible bank failures, the tightening of credit that's occurring, the Fed. Raising rates, but also banks tightening credit in general to people. And I mean, you see the rates that people are getting on mortgages. I think you're yeah. talking about commercial properties. Yikes! It's rough out there. 
It's rough for sure. All right, let's get to some of your calls. Uh, let's start with Laura in Apex, North Carolina. Laura, you want to react to those Bud Light numbers down 26% as their business has collapsed. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney, who's I uh, pretending to be a female, pretending to be a girl, not a woman, is advertising, well, Bud Light, I think, was driven by men boycotting mainly. Yeah. But she's also, or he is also advertising for Maybelline, Ulta, Nike wear for women, um, Kate Spade handbags, all these women products, and we as women are not doing anything about it with this person, this man pretending to be a female, pretending to be a little girl. You know, that's, you're preaching, it's an excellent, preaching to the choir here. Excellent point. I, I would, I would just say that what this shows you, you know, there's the look at us. We finally showed them how we're not going to stand for this anymore mentality. And then there's the they got so overconfident with how much the corporate wokeness would go without pushback that they thought they'd run a trans influencer campaign on Bud Light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clay? There's that's a different perspective on it. But it's a little bit like we're defending on our five yard line instead of high stepping into their end zone. It's very good sports analogy Thank from you, you Buck. I, and and let me say this: she's right. Men and 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 I've hammered this, but I think it it makes people think a lot. There are no famous women who become men. I just want you to think about it from a cultural perspective. I, actually, there's an addendum to that. If they are a famous woman and become a man, they become a lot less famous. Yeah, like and the, the, like the, they, the Ellen they, Page, Elliot correct. Page thing. Not not getting big movie roles anymore. I mean, that's the only one that comes to mind, but I you think of some other ones. I've never seen anybody who's made a transition to male from female and then accelerated their career if they were previously famous. I mean, maybe there's someone I'm just not thinking of. But. No, you're right, and that's where I had that revelation, and it's because I think culturally men aspire generally speaking, to be bigger, stronger, faster versions of ourselves, right? Like, if you look at what men look up to, it's badass athletes. It's badass special yeah. forces. I mean, you're thinking it's you're thinking stud radio guys like Buck and stud me. Radio. <laughs> he beat me to it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the raw masculinity coursing through your radio station right now. All of you are thinking to yourselves, if only I could be the alpha male that Clay and Buck are, right? But I'm joking about this. But you know, you look at at what young boys aspire to. It's superheroes, right? It's Superman, super ripped, alpha male status. And women who decide to become men, let's be honest, are going to be by and large kind of wimpy dudes, and men don't look up to them, and they have no cultural cachet. And there's something that, by the way, that was an excellent, excellent call we just had. Um, and I, I think one of the great testaments to the show is, is how high quality our callers are because of how insightful this audience is and the amount of, um, knowledge, expertise and wisdom that is, it's, it's brought to bear here, um, by all of you every day. But I would just say it, it is true. Dylan Mulvaney is not, uh, pretending to be a woman. Dylan Mulvaney is really pretending to be a 13-year-old girl, thereabouts. 
Meaning, and even an immature version of a 13-year-old right. girl, you know, like not uh, the way that girls even behave. A, a woman doesn't, you know, you just, you look at some of these videos and the sort of the super high fake falsetto voice and the, the clapping of, of the hands. And it is a caricature, not even of womanhood, but a caricature of girlhood. Yeah. And, and I do think it wasn't, isn't in the, uh, was it Mulvaney who did the you know three hundred days of being a, a yeah that's a girl? that's that's how that person became famous right three hundred days of being I think it was a of being a girl right or girlhood was three hundred and sixty five days counting down like counting a full year of being a yeah a girl but that's that's very very strange right because what we're told is that when trans men or when men transition. They're transitioning to being a a woman, but yet they elevate somebody who is clearly doing an impersonation of a caricature of like a 13-year-old girl. Why? That's very strange, right? This is not an adult. Dylan Mulvaney, as a, quote, woman, is not acting in, in public like any adult, male or female, ever would. Yes. So how is that normal for anyone? Why is that to be elevated and respected in any way? And it's woman face, which is a phrase that I think needs to be more utilized because it's an exaggerated fake version of a woman put on by a man, to your point, and also a girl. But what they're taking advantage of, Buck, is woman to man, no one makes money. No one becomes famous. There is no aspirational quality or respect, by and large, that is foisted upon someone pretending to be a man. Why are women allowing men to make millions of dollars pretending to be women? Um, That's a question for all women listening to us right now, because men aren't standing for it, by and large. You aren't getting rich by pretending to be a man. You are by pretending to be a woman. You know, they keep saying, oh, it's not that common. The sports thing, that's just a right-wing talking point. That's just talk radio and Fox News is what they say. Another one. Transgender cyclist Austin Killups has finished first place in the women's category in the tour of the uh, Gila. Uh, Gila uh, Killups broke free from the pack, yada, yada, yada. This is a road race, so uh, cycling. A in first- New Mexico, I think, right? Yep. Oh, so it would be Gila, like Gila Monster, which we I learned think that that's one correct. Time. Thank you. The elite level road race with a $35,000 prize for first place. Uh, the 27-year-old was sanctioned to compete in the event sent by, uh, set by uh, rules of the UCI. And, of course, there's controversy and yada, yada, yada. Uh, everyone first knows year, on. Buck, of equal pay and a dude won pretending to be a woman. In that racing contest, so there really look, there's actually financial incentive for a crappy male bicyclist, cyclist, however you want to say it, to flip and become a women's champion. I mean, Clay, there's I'm not a, I'm not a psychiatrist. You know, maybe we get Jordan Peterson to call in, but there's some malignant narcissism that's at work here. I mean, this notion that. Anybody would think that what they're doing by transitioning and and now, you know, okay, if you want to transition, why don't the women, why doesn't the transition to woman ever include, but I still want to play against the the guys. I'm going to tell you, my mom was so good at tennis when I was growing up that she played on the men's ladder just because she was so good and she beat most of the guys. Why don't the, you know, and that's just, you know, one of these situations, the transition people never Wanted, you know, they never want to compete against men. Still, why? 
Why is it so important to win? Well, I think we no, all know it's, why, it's, right? it's a it's a great point, and also this ties in with the woman to man. A woman who decides to become a man doesn't even make the male sports team. So everybody out there, they'll say, oh, this trans thing is not really that big of a deal. Well, it is if you're a, a man who decides to become a woman. The flip side, you have basically no chance of making right. a men's team. The, the, the point is somehow it's never they never want to continue to compete against their own gender. They have to compete against the other one. You know, yes. uh, I think we all see what's going on. Inflation and prices are rising, my friends. And now there's a banking crisis. We've been talking about it all show with the current stock market dropping like it is. How's your retirement account doing? The Phoenix Capital Group says the time to diversify your investments is right now. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middlemen. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. 
I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. I think this is this is interesting. Um, you have a story from the New York Times. Claire, are they just trying to get rid of, you know, put some of this stuff out there now so that it doesn't affect the election? Because you, you just said, for, first off, CNN reporting on what a mess the border is, right? You just told me they're this at in the, the border break. right now as we get ready for Title 42 to end next week. Uh, and Biden is sending 1,500 troops to the border, which is probably a, 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 a tenth of what they need, right? But at least. And just understand that the, the when when we send National Guard or troops to the border, they're not arresting people. They're not deputized. They're not doing any of that stuff. They're essentially doing logistics, some surveillance assistance. Uh, but a lot of what Border Patrol ends up doing because of all of the surrenders that occur where people, and I've seen this, I've seen both, right? I've seen guys who are making a run for it. They they get over a wall or they go an area where there's no wall, which there's still obviously a lot of. Um, and Border Patrol has to get in the get in the truck and you know track them down and wrestle them to the ground if they don't stop. But most of what you're seeing are people waving at Border Patrol, saying, "Hey, here I am. I want my water and a sandwich, please." And uh, also, you know, take me in for a medical check and then release me because I want asylum. That's what's yeah. actually ha- so. The National Guard is not. People think of this, I think, often as, "Oh, wow, all it's helpful." Border Patrol could use the manpower assistance, but it's not like locking down the border from illegal crossings, the fentanyl, all the rest of it, right? So that's one piece of it. Um, I think uh, we're going to uh, talk quite a lot about this uh, coming up in, uh, what, on May 11th, Title 42 ends, which means that one of the only authorities that is being used as a stopgap measure to prevent people from claiming asylum once they come into the country illegally, uh, that will go away, which just means now it's going to be an even bigger free-for-all. Uh, we'll be talking about that, but also this story, Clay, about the Whole Foods in San Francisco, uh, the post-pandemic opening of a Whole Foods in San Francisco that we want to talk about. You know, Carrie was just in San Francisco, and I asked her, I was like, what What was it like out there? She's like, yeah, of course, there's still nice areas and nice stuff, but the downtown, oh, yeah, the main areas of San Francisco, it is a bad scene there right now. Uh, we got some calls in here. Lisa in Ramsey. New York. I mean, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. I'm learning about Ramsey. Lisa, thanks for calling in. Hi, guys. It's actually New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. Well, I'm. I'm gonna. That's a code red for the call screener because yes. they said New Yorker. That's why I was like, I didn't even know there was a Ramsey, New York, because there's not. Ramsey, New Jersey. There we go. Um, What's going on, Lisa? So, 
I have a slightly different take on your the Dylan Mulvaney story with Bud Light. Sure. So I compare it to when the NFL years ago tried to increase their brand and their sales and appeal more to women. Remember when they shrink it? They did that shrink it and pink it, and they wanted to sell more merchandise to women. They wanted more female viewership among women. So I think Bud Light was attempting to do the same thing by increasing their brand awareness outside of like a sporty crowd. Like I think, you know, when that woman was talking about the fratty sort of image. So I sure. think they're trying to appeal more to But Li- but Lisa, for example, why appealing to women. Use, yeah, oh, go ahead, an actual go ahead. yeah, but my thing is I, I don't disagree with Lisa's theory, but it's insulting to women to try to appeal to women by using a fake woman to do so. Oh, right? it's not appeal. It's not meant to appeal to women. It's meant to appeal. The Dylan Mulvaney campaign is meant to appeal to woke coastal elites who put their pronouns in their email signatures and you know like it's, it was a purely political move. It's not about women. Women aren't. They're also signing up for this. Those people are never going to drink Bud Light either. They probably don't even drink beer. Sorry, Bud Light. Rip. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 